Hello, and welcome to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Supply, where we talk to support professionals from all over the world and discuss what's behind their team's success. This interview is brought to you by Nice Supply, an all-in-one customer satisfaction tool that helps you measure and improve the quality of your customer service. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on a future episode, please reach out to us at podcast at NiceReply.com. My name is Craig Stoss, and I'm here today with Lance Consett, Business Operations Manager at Postmates. Lance, welcome. Hey, Craig. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Uh, today, we're here to talk a little bit about operations management and, and specifically uh, around how we can use uh, support operations to strengthen uh, a team. So, so why don't we start with, for, the, for those of our listeners that don't know, how do you define support operations and where is that divide between you know, a team manager and an ops manager inside a support organization? Yeah, great question. So uh, I will caveat by saying that support operations pretty much differs from team to team and company to company. Uh, what a small team would think of as within the scope of support ops might be different from what a big company would would think about. Um, but for my definition, I think about support operations as being support for support. Um, support operations exist to make the support experience as painless as possible for both your customers and your support team. And that's anything from tools administration to QA to workforce management, like all of these things could fit under the banner of support operations. Uh, as for how uh, an, a support ops manager divides from a team manager, the way that I think about it is that a, a support team manager is really focused on the day-to-day -day work of support. Uh, the tickets that are coming in, coaching, one-on-ones, uh, -on people management, uh, that, that really tactical keeping the business running, whereas support operations is more zoomed out. It's more a holistic view of how does support function? It's uh, kind of like uh, program management where you're thinking about uh, how does this actually work? How does a customer engage with support? How does support engage with a customer? It's, it's not as much this, what is this uh, specific ticket doing? Like what is this customer talking about? But uh, what does that journey look like? And how do we make that journey easier uh, and more sustainable overall for a you know, small, medium or large support team? And what uh, what advantages do, does creating the split in responsibilities have? Like, you know, it allows more focus, I assume, on each side. But what does that actually bring to the value of support that you offer? Yeah, for sure. So that focus piece is huge. I, I feel like especially in startup world, uh, but doubly in support startup world, uh, we kind of get uh, tricked into this idea that we should all be Swiss army knives, that should, we should be able to do all things all the time. And it can feel good to be uh, able to solve a problem that you're posed in that instance, but it isn't really conducive to long-term work. The support operations side of things allows you to specialize and think about, okay, what is a challenge that is facing our customers or our support team and working that challenge until it is ready to release into the world? Whether that is, oh, our uh, support uh, team has to click through five different windows to find information about our customer. How do we streamline that? How do we work with our engineering team to build something that allows them to work through those, those tickets more easily without the, you know, exhaustion of 
uh, of having to deal with, you know, multiple clicks, you know, death by a thousand cuts or death by a thousand clicks, I suppose. But beyond that focus, think about it in terms of what it means for the customer, what it means for the business and what it means for the individual and what that means in terms of efficiency, effectiveness and empowerment. I like the framing that you gave around, you know, customer, business, and individual. And then, and then you talk about the three categories of kind of efficiency, effectiveness, and empowerment. How do each of those categories kind of fit into those three elements of, the, of, your, of your operation? Sure. Yeah. So I, I, I link them in, in my mind. So I think about efficiency and I think about a customer who is asking a question, engaging with support, whether it's through email or phone or what have you and a agent on the other side, accepting that correspondence and working with that customer. How do we make that easier? How do we make it less annoying to contact support? How do we make it less annoying to provide support? And that's something that a team leader can manage by doing you know, coaching and mentorship and, and that kind of uh, people uh, leadership work, but it can also be done on, on the technical side by making that, that, that individual mentorship scalable, like scale it outward, do things like for, so for example, uh, at a previous company, uh, we were noticing that our uh, support teams were inundated with questions that were easily answered by looking at the help center. So that brought up a question, why aren't people looking at the help center? Why aren't people self-serving these questions? And we realized through uh, some data analysis and just looking at the help center, oh, our articles are all really long, really wonky. Uh, they don't really describe the issues. They're like technical manuals. And our, our, our customers are not going to look through a technical manual to figure out how to change or something like that. But if we had a support operations manager, if we had somebody who was specifically focused on this, it probably wouldn't have taken us as long to figure that out. Having somebody who's absolutely focused on that efficiency piece and how it applies to the customer and how it applies to the, the individual agent uh, really lets you move forward much more quickly because a team leader, and this gets into the effectiveness, team leader is gonna be focused on a lot of different things. They're gonna be focused on that individual one-on-one, -on -one, that individual mentorship, the people management, as well as probably reporting back up to their boss, reporting back up to the business. There's a lot of uh, balls in the air when you are leading a team and when you are that support Swiss army knife and you can't focus. There's this, there's this great, um, so Cal Newport wrote, wrote a book called Deep Work, uh, which is all about how you can have success in a world that is designed to distract you, which if that doesn't describe a startup company, I don't know what does. And the, 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 the key quote is uh, to produce at your peak level, you need to work for extended periods with full concentration on a single task free from distraction. And that is impossible to do when you are this Swiss army person, when you are trying to do you know, code QA and support and customer success and doing, you know, getting pulled in on sales calls and doing the social media and all of this stuff, being able to specialize that out really helps one, that person focus on their one task, but also helps you as a team leader focus on your team and on that day-to-day -day work. And speaking of your team, that gets into the empowerment, the individual. 
not everyone wants to be a people manager. And when you work in support, it can sometimes feel like your options are people management or get out of support. And you have like the brain drain away from support. And it's great. And we celebrate when our, our, our support agents and our support team members become engineers at, at, our, at our companies or uh, go and become marketers or product people or, or what have you. But it also means that you lose that institutional knowledge. So how do we keep that institutional knowledge while also encouraging um, professional development? That is something that support operations enables. You can be within support, but focus on like tools administration or on knowledge management or on QA or training or whatever it is that helps your team scale, helps that support team scale and become uh, even bigger without having to just keep throwing more responsibilities on your already very burdened support agents. I mean, I think that was a really excellent description here. There, there's so much to unpack there. Uh, I, but I really want to go back to something you said uh, at the start. You talked about an example where you had noticed that that some questions were repeatable and you needed to enhance your knowledge base to help this customers self-serve, but also to save your agents time in, in responding to those tickets that were very repeatable. I'd like to understand how, where are the triggers? Like, how did you identify that that was something to look at? And how do you do that more holistically? You know, you start on day one, you wouldn't know that stat. So you have to do something to get to a point where you can build a plan of what you want to work on. What, how does an ops manager do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for, for that example, it was completely anecdotal. It was like, we're noticing that we're getting a lot of tickets that we shouldn't have to be answering. Um, but if you are coming into the, this this role as a, an operations manager and you're trying to figure out like, where do I start? Like, where do I put my effort? One, you can't go wrong by aligning to the, the needs of the business. So every business has individual, whether you're using OKRs or, or whatever your, your, your system is, every business has a goal that they're working towards that is not just uh, make money and be cool. You know, it, it, there's, there are specific subtasks and there's specific goals that you can align support to. Um, for example, at Postmates, like we're really focused on uh, customer retention and specifically our, uh, our, our Postmates drivers, our couriers. Uh, how do we retain their business when uh, someone engages with support? Uh, is that an opportunity to help retain that, that, that customer, that, that, the, you know, that person who is engaging in our, our system. Um, so there are a lot of different ways that we can do that, uh, for, for Postmates. One way that we did that was, okay, so right now, uh, it is hard to access live support, uh, and, you know, thinking back a year plus ago, and if a Postmates driver is having a hard time doing deliveries. If it's frustrating for them, if it's more effort than it is reward, they're not going to do it anymore. They're going to find something else to do. Um, so how do we provide greater access to support? And so our, our teams are like, oh, well, let's provide phone support. Let's provide live chat in the app. How does that work? How do we make that accessible for 
the customer while not crushing our support team. Because if you just say, hey, here's our phone number, then people are going to call it. But are your, are your agents prepared for those calls? Are they prepared for those chats? And that is the, the hard work, that deep work process that is necessary to make that successful. Because you know, there's, there's always going to be a, a reaction, right? So aligning to business goals, aligning to those, those metrics. But also just like looking really hard at your support team and, and looking at the metrics that you have and figuring out whether through benchmarking or through past experience, if you've been in support for a while, uh, looking at those metrics and thinking, what can be done better? What's our automation rate? What's our self-serve rate? Uh, what, uh, what is our, our channel breakdown? What, what's our age, our average handle time uh, for those different channels, for those different issue types? You can really deep dive into a single metric and probably find some gold. You can probably find something that is that is really valuable for your team just by looking at one metric and figuring out how does that untangle into uh, something that impacts a, a, a business metric. You mentioned using business feedback and business goals. What about customer goals? Mm -hmm. What about how do you incorporate what the customer feedback is into this type of analysis? Sure. So um, at, at Postmates, uh, customer feedback, it is owned by a lot of people um, because it can be used in so many different ways. Uh, we use uh, customer satisfaction as uh, kind of a coaching check metric for our agents. Um, you know, we all know that uh, we can't judge agents purely by the CSAT scores that customers give them, but there's a lot of insight that is that is in that. Um, outside of just coaching, uh, we have looked at um, one stars, like one star CSAT reviews, and how can we recover those? Uh, we have a team called Service Recovery that uh, when they're able to, we'll dive into those one stars and reach out to those customers and say, hey, how can we make your experience better? How can we uh, how can we do better? Which is very resource intensive. You know, like not everyone's able to do that, but that is something that an operations team can stand up in a way that is uh, sustainable. How do we bring that feedback back? into the, the CX work as a, to as a whole, um, diving into issue types, looking at the at CSAT trends over time, pulling out verbatim uh, responses can be really powerful, especially if you're reporting back up to the business. And when you are in the queue, like when, you are, when you're, you're, you're you know, crushing the queue, it's hard to zoom out to that level and look at those trends. And having someone in these kind of operations roles really helps with that, really helps with identifying patterns and really helps with figuring out, okay, this is what people are saying. This is what the metrics are, the, the story that the metrics are telling. What can we do with that? What can we build? What can we make? What can we improve on? Whether it's a people or process or product, like there, there's always something that you can learn, but it really takes that dedicated uh, time and that, that, that zoom out perspective. Yeah. I mean, I think that is very key. Right. The, the whole idea of you can always improve, uh, you know, recovering those those bad uh, those bad customer feedback reviews. I think there is a, a lot to be said for that. Maybe to wrap up, this is there's a lot that we could unpack here. We could probably talk for another 30, 40 minutes on, on these topics. But 
a lot of what you just said um, is all about benefits to both the business and the customer. How does a company identify that they would benefit from this type of role and when they should implement it? Sure. I mean, personally, I think that any support organization, no matter uh, how small, can benefit from this role, whether it's a full-time role or something where you are being really thoughtful and purposeful with the time that you're spending with that operations head on. Um, But I think that as uh, a startup grows and uh, you start to develop a team, looking at just basic people metrics of like how how's your attrition? Like, how are people feeling if they're feeling like they have to do all of this generalist work and they're burning out and they're leaving or they're moving on to other teams, then that's a really key sign that uh, you can uh, immediately get benefit from an operations role because that means that person is really focused on how that team is feeling and how can you can make those individual agents' lives easier and better. Um, if you're feeling like your your support team is a, a little stalled out, like if you're feeling kind of like, oh, we just go into the trenches, answer the questions, get out, and but you aren't seeing a lot of progress if in terms of how support works and how support is situated within your product experience or your company, that's a great opportunity for support operations. And if you really want to scale, if you if you want to scale your support team, you need a role like this. You truly, truly do. Um, putting it on the shoulders of folks who are excellent people managers and are focused on their people, it's not going to work long term. It might be a great pilot and it might, might be a great way to get some of those quick wins. But having that dedicated role who is thinking about support and thinking about that that the program of support uh, really is 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 vital um, for for my teams. I I lead a third party tools team and a knowledge management team, and for both of those teams, I like to pair a program manager with a people manager. That way, somebody's thinking about the day to day, and somebody's thinking about the month to month, or the quarter to quarter, or the year to year. Because switching back and forth between those mindsets really really hard, um, and the sooner you're able to acknowledge that, oh, I'm asking my my team lead to look at the forest and the trees, uh, the sooner you can uh, really help that person and help that team by bringing on board or potentially uh, promoting internally uh, a, a operations manager. Absolutely fantastic, Lance. There's so, so much value in what you've just said and in, in, in this concept of support ops, something that I feel like we don't have enough of in, in our industry. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us today. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Happy to be here. And thank you all for listening to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply with today's guest, Lance Consit from Postmates. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please leave a rating or share it with others. And make sure to check out our other support interviews and quality content at nicereply.com. Nice